Gaming on the Frontier. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of going to that special place and living the life that you never dreamed of, but then you have to go home. Please keep your hands and feet inside the ride until it comes to a complete stop. Enjoy the rest of your day at Termellon Point. That was so much better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) I've been planning this for like, since like well since we found out about the topic so like you know fast six hours yeah all right cool <laughs> uh, uh welcome to gaming on the frontier this week we are talking about Tamelern amusement parks and it doesn't have to be a Tamelern amusement park you know those of you who don't play fringeworthy uh just think of any like super science amusement park how far can they go how far you know how out can they go as far as rides and extreme experiences in the name of entertainment so <laughs> the uh, uh, we know that in fringeworthy that there were a lot of different worlds that were purpose built well not purpose built they were purpose built upon <laughs> they were still alternate earths uh, that had not been um, that they didn't have people on them uh, they didn't have an intelligent race on them. And so the Tamellar decided to, to turn some of them into playgrounds for the people of the Commonwealth. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, what we do know, uh, based upon what Richard has told us, is that Tamellar, even though they were amazing, you know, godlike uh, bioengineers, I mean, they, you know, if they wanted the tool, they just basically built a creature that would do it for them, okay? Uh, and a lot of times, the creatures that were in the Commonwealth were, in fact, tools. They were not actually, in, you know, truly intelligent life. And you get all kinds of anime-type situations where you've got all kinds of, you know, bouncing around things and kitty cats and cat buses and who knows what else, you know. Uh, but we know that the Tamellerns, because of all this, loved real uh, mechanical rides, as, as best I can put it. Basically, mechanical entertainments, things that were purely mechanical, that were, you know, or at least, you know, they were, they were as real as real could be. And, and, and they loved to see people push them to as far as they could and surprise them in that regard. So that's how these entertainment places came about. They're essentially what Disney World and, you know, other places like that, you know, with their imaginariums uh, came about, but taking it to, you know, to 11 because they had super science. They had, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. But what they didn't use, according to Richard, was they didn't use VR because you could have VR anywhere. I mean, you could be home in your home computer on your home world, plug into some VR, and you could experience a full dive, you know, full sensory 
uh, fantasy world, you know, whether it be science or, or dragons or any or superheroes or whatever it might be, you could experience that. They didn't want that. They wanted it to be as real as real could be. So they had these built. And we're going to talk about what we think would it would have been like to be on a Tamellern entertainment world like that because there are none listed in the books. Richard has never written one up never really described it. I ran an adventure on one one time by my conception. And uh, here's the thing. When the game first came out, we didn't have VR. We didn't even have home computers. I mean, we had things that could, you know, were basically the equivalent of Pong. So the idea yeah. of, of how far you could take this, it, you know, the, our vision over the years has really, really gone up. So what we're suggesting now, if we, you know, if we were to go and do one, it'd be so far different than what we originally did. I mean, pretty much if you had uh, done, um, you know, the only thing we had as an example back when the game first came out was Westworld, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, robots posing as humans, not terribly convincing, convincing enough. You know, and you got to shoot them or ride them or, you know, get into a uh, into a bar fight with them and stuff like that. But they were basically robots. All right. And I'm not saying that that's not going to be in a Tamellor world. I suspect there would be like Westworld as well. But that would just be a very small part of it. I see uh, so much more. Jonathan, what do you think would, uh, you know, what do you think? Give give us an idea of what you think would be on a Tabellarn entertainment world. Uh, assuming it's it's a generalized entertainment world and it's not all tied to one specific theme. Right. Uh, you would you would have your amusement park rides. You'd have your thrill rides. The things that. But you what know, would a thrill ride for a Tabellarn be like? Oh, the thing. Honestly, the thing that comes to my mind when we started talking about this is I thought of a, a basically a roller coaster, but. There are no tracks or seats. You just stand on a specific platform and suddenly you're flying around on a pre uh, predetermined course. And there's probably decorations and tunnels you're going through and either holographic or, you know, uh, augmented reality or uh, living robots or, you know, stuff, things like that. You know, kind of like a on the rails shooter. But again, you're just flying. Just your physical body is flying, and you're just flying around this pre-designed pre course. Up and down, left and right, spinning around. And then when the ride's over, you land back on the on a platform or dumped in a pool, however however they want the ride to end. Okay. I, I like this idea, but I actually like the idea that you're actually in like a roller coaster. You're actually in a car. And the reason why is because um, I saw a movie uh, called um, Oh, A House on a Haunted Hill. And it's not the original one uh, with, oh. Um, Vincent Price? Not Vincent Price, but the remake. Right. And it, it was supposedly this house that was owned by this really eccentric uh, amusement park maker. Okay. And. Uh, they start to ship the movie off with them going on this ride, this amusement park ride. And 
Uh, and what you see as you're going up the, the ramp up to the top is you see another one coming up to the top and then going over the side and the trap breaking and it hurtling down, falling down, you know, into uh, the depths. Okay. And you're like, and then you see the, the track start to break in front of you too. And you're like, Oh my goodness, we're all going to die. And then it goes and it flops down and you end up inside of a, you know, to another track and you, you end up going around one of those, you know, scary flying around in the dark and you don't know what's going on. But what I always, what I thought about was, is that, you know, the, uh, they, they actually show the train the car flying through the air and then getting caught on the other side and then put back on the track to go and do it again for the next set they're going up. What I thought was, is it do that with the original, with, with the people who are in the car. So it's going up and it gets, and it's going up fast and it goes up and something breaks or whatever. There's a break in the track and you're flying over, you know, and you're, you, you see this other track, below and you're like are my are we gonna be a hit is it gonna be like well like the indiana jones uh uh yeah uh, uh, mine car thing that they yeah did, yeah and what they yeah. did in harry potter okay so and i thought to myself okay how are they gonna manage this because you know i mean wind blo it's outside wind blows uh different weights are involved how do you get this so it's absolutely safe without you know uh, now, of course, you could say things like, well, they're really not ever totally free fall, you know, but I'm saying, no, the authenticity is important in this ride. So you know, in these rides. So therefore, when this happens, you're really doing a free fall and stuff. So how do you make sure? And then I said, well, what if the track is actually kind of sentient? And so, so yeah. It, as you fly off one end, the other end is watching you and waiting to catch you like catch a, a you, yes. baseball player. Yeah. Right, right. So you, you get close enough and it links up into it. You're back on the track and you roll on to the next jump scare they're going to do to you. So that's one of the things I saw along that kind of the idea of a roller coaster, you know, and, and of course a roller coaster is going to go upside down. There can be areas of light and heavy gravity, but of course you do that anyways by just acceleration and such. But, um, cause I, we live in, uh, I live in Atlanta. And so they have all kinds of crazy stuff like that out of six flags over Georgia. And, uh, you know, in, at the same time is that, you know, you, you're going to, you know, it's going to have to be designed so that, you know, it, I don't know how they would, you know, maybe they'd run them through the equivalent of a, of a dock box and say, you know, who can actually, who's safe to go on this ride? You know, is, is, can we vary this ride, you know, according to the, um, health age, uh, you know, proclivities of the rider, you know, uh, if someone is, if someone is a, um, has, is afraid of the dark for some reason, you know, can we lighten the ride up to the point where they're not going to be terrified more than they're supposed to be, you know, things like that. I mean, all these kinds of, of, of nuances I could see as being one of these super rides that they, you know, the Tamelaran science with all of its reactivity would be able to pull off. But uh, that was, that was one of the ideas I had, which was, uh, cause I liked the idea that, yeah, we still going to have carnival, you know, those kinds of rides, but how can we take them to 11? 
So, yeah. uh, Trav, what you got? You have an idea of a ride? The idea, the idea that came to mind for me, but you said they weren't going to do VR. Right. Uh, it was the game Blobs from Farscape, where it's a biotech creature. You slap it on the back of your neck, where it's near the brain and the spinal column, and you get consumed in the the full sensorium and adventure. But since VR was not an option, I was kind of like, they would probably do things like they would manufacture environments. You would have a chamber that would be like, oh, this is, you want to be on a desert, you know, environment or um arctic go through this door you're in there and you know termellern they can you know generate dimensions they're gods so i mean yeah just set this to the desert setting yeah this you know this high in degrees this you know mile an hour wind this level of sunlight and just they manufacture environments mm -hmm. i could I could easily see them augmenting rides with like VR or, or augmented reality. Like, uh, wasn't it a few years ago in New York there was a um, a, a Ghostbusters augmented reality experience where mm. you, they had a a like a warehouse or something with physical walls and and platforms and everything, they but you this, wore they VR goggles. It's they weird. had that in Atlanta as well. There's one in Atlanta. It was, my son worked for them. It was called oh. Ocean Reality. Okay. And they had yeah. a Ghostbuster adventure. Yeah, and it yeah, so it was still a physical location that you were in and maneuvering around, but you were fighting holographic or, or you know virtual opponents, and I could see them easily taking a incredibly strange environment and letting you even letting you move through it in non normal ways in real reality, but you know maybe you're shooting virtual monsters. Okay. All right, you know, um, uh, to me, I was, I, I would say that, you know, what, why, why do virtual when you can create them? You know, you, you have, you know, robotics, you know, that are incredible. And, you... and that's the thing. I think, yeah, they could easily do robotics. I think the only reason I, I assumed they might go VR versus robotics is because the VR would have less cleanup. Although, again, these. You know, well, again, I mean, the Termellon would have uh, what the the Kellor. The Queller, Queller. Yeah. to to do cleanup. So I mean, yeah, they've I'm, got staff. That's the thing. Yeah, it's there's it, when you consider the the technological abilities they have. Yeah, there's really no there's no one way easier than the other. It's just what they want to do. Well, remember, Jonathan, from what I always heard was the only time that hard tech was ever used by the Termellern is if okay, we're going up the tech scale. And we've hit a plateau. Okay, we're going to do a hard tech hack to get around this problem. And we're back to biotech. Oh, look, we've gotten yeah. to this level. And uh, yeah, that's how they did it. They only use hard tech for getting around a problem that biotech couldn't help for so whatever reason. Except in this area. Oh, yeah. In this, this is, case, they this is the exception where they intentionally went with hard tech. Yeah. Just, this is know, where we show off all of our engineering prowess. And ingenuity. Yeah. Because, you know, things that, as they say, is easy to do in VR can be really hard to do in real life. And when you go to these places, they're saying this is a real experience. You know, you're no VR, no, uh, you know, uh, I mean, if there's augmented reality, maybe just a little bit more, probably more likely to uh, to sell stuff to you. <laughs> I, yeah, I could see this as being either a, a place for tech demos or for budding young engineers to build their resume yeah 
That's yeah. also what expos are for. But yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, the expo worlds. Yeah. The expo yeah. worlds yeah. are specifically. But remember, when I say sell stuff to people, they're not buying in the sense of, hey, I'm trying to make money and become rich off of it. Everybody is infinitely wealthy. It's about getting people to use your tech. Getting people, I, I want people to flock to my ride because they think it's the most amazing thing they've ever experienced. Basically, you'd have, you'd have barkers like step right up and try the new, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's all about it's, about it's all cred. about credentials. Yeah, yeah, it's cred. It's all cred, you know, because the people that do that are going to get to work on the bigger and bigger projects. They're going to get the funding that we're talking about, you know, because they're because as after at a certain point. Funding actually matters. You know, when you want to terraform a planet, I don't care how, you know, how wealthy the, the, the Commonwealth is, somebody has to, someone's going to be signing on that dotted line somewhere. Yeah, yeah basically. Project it's requires building a Dyson sphere around an alternate sun. You're going to need a, a lot of approval. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, we, we, it comes across as a post scarcity society where, yeah. Nobody has a need for anything. You, if you want gold, yeah, type into the big system and, okay, I want gold and the Kellor and whatnot will mine you this much gold, send it through the big system, and you got it there at your doorstep or in your garage or whatever. Right. Because so, I mean, with, a, but, with an infinite number of Earths, and, yeah. if the, and if the geology is similar, you can expect the gold deposits to be pretty much in the same places. So, right. it's pretty easy to get that stuff. So you'd have, but you still have to get funding for things like, you know, the funding to uplift the Kegak from the Dynanicus and funding to make this particular project. So I, I think we might want to start, if it's a post-scarcity society where, you know, money really doesn't matter, I think we might want to start changing our wordage from funding to approval. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm throwing. I just now realized. I said, "Wait a minute! It's a post scarcity, and yet they're still doing funding. Something's not right here." I don't mean to diverge us from you know Termellern amusement worlds, but just in the concept of, "Hey, I built this ride. I now can get approval to do this bigger project." Yeah. Right. Because you know the what the the thing that you um, that's really valuable is other people's expertise. So getting a number of people to sign on to your project, I mean, you know, is is a is a, is a lot of cred. You know, if if like a dozen people who could have their own projects all want to work together on your project, your project must be pretty darn awesome. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, now one of the rides on that uh, on that world that I thought about was you uh, you basically you walk into a chamber. Because of course the the players didn't know this. They didn't they didn't know what this world was about. So they go walking into the uh, 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 into this place that's all overgrown or whatever, and they come into this chamber that looks very high tech and stuff. And and they're staying there, and suddenly the, these globules or whatever just start spraying out of the walls and hitting them and and uh, coagulating around them into like a big gummy uh, sphere and then they get literally rocketed up in the orbit and they're up mm. there in orbit floating <laughs> around and they're like holy crap you know and they start falling 
<laughs> down, 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 down with the the uh, now the uh, uh, what seemed like a fairly good uh, on the outside is now beginning to burn away. You know, it's beginning to spark and sloth and and burn away. And they're all like, "Oh my goodness, we're all gonna die!" And, uh, and of course, they get caught in a receptacle, which is where they were being aimed at in the first place, someplace else on the planet, and which catches them. And uh, the rest of the goo just slides, flows off of them into in a drain in the floor, and they're like some other place entirely. They have no, and, and no, the, none of the rest of the team has any idea where they are. I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking of the whole thing with Galaxy Quest when they get transported and oh, the yeah. purple goop sloughs off, and Tony Shalhoub is like, "Wow, that was a hell of a thing." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, now, you know, you know, cred to me, I did this before that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying that how you described it and the, the, the right. goop and everything, I would just, it reminded me of that particular scene. Meanwhile, right. Sam Rockwell's over there screaming. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, the whole point of it was is that you wanted to have as thin a layer of, of, of separation between you and the hard vacuum of space. Oh, and yeah. You're up there in space, and of course, you know, I don't know. I mean, they could have all kinds of entertaining things in space for you to see as you went rocketing through the through the heavens. You know, maybe they have other stuff going up in space. Maybe they have space races on the same planet where you get to uh, drive your very own space cruiser and uh, you know, with your own rocket, you know, with your rocket jets going and and um, you know, counting coup on the other players as you go rocketing around the planet. Uh, I mean, anything. Orbital possible. bumper cars. Yeah, orbital bumper cars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so that was something I did. So again, that was a to me that was a kind of a ride because you know you're you're basically being carried along to experience things at uh, on a more or less pre-programmed thing, or you're you're engaging in like you say bumper cars. Or something like that. So that was that to me still fell into the thrill ride. So yeah, ride and people mover both in the same <laughs> ride. Right, right. Now there are some alternate environments that we didn't talk about that are again unusual for most people. For example, uh, what if you were? It wasn't like desert. What if it was lava and you had to? You know, you were your job was to like you know jump you know, cross lava, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's really, and you can tell it's really hot. I mean, it's not faking it, you know, it's, it's uh, 1500 degrees and uh, everything around you is liquid except for uh, these, these uh, shiny uh, things that are made out of tamellan plastic or whatever. And uh, you, uh, and you're wearing a suit of some kind. So if you fall into the lava, you won't die, and because lava is lava, it's rock. Uh, you're going to be buoyant. You know, most people don't think about whether they would be buoyant in lava, but I'm pretty sure you would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even if you fall into the lava, you can still climb yourself back out, and you could be timed races. See how fast can you get across it? You know, because these things are bubbling. You know, it's you know, and and uh, you know. And, and so it's churning and there, there's a lot of, of motion going on. And maybe you're going across like, you know, uh, 
the equivalent of uh, wooden slat bridges hanging over the abyss between these platforms. I mean, just, you know, you, you, they're, they're going to put you in some kind of protective gear, uh, whether it be a, a, a thin, you know, just like a thin body covering or whether it's like a spacesuit, uh, just to give you a sense of, of, of weight. You know, you might want to feel like you're burdened by the weight of a spacesuit. You know, and if you no, yeah, go oh, good. No, I was just saying, I can see somebody in a party gets on that ride and they realize that, wait a minute, I'm not getting burned by the lava at all. So they're in there and all these other people come in. Oh my God, what are you doing in there? I do believe it is the breaststroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah You're I mean, swimming in lava. People may yes, be, I am. People might actually be doing cannonballs into the lava. I oh, don't there know. you go. There's, there's some cred for you. Yeah, I went on, you know, you know, negative 350, you know, comma eight. Yeah, I was doing the breaststroke in lava. Wait, what? Exactly. And of course, you can, do, you can do your, you know, doctor. Yes, liquid hot magma. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I like some of these other environments that you put here. Uh, wait a minute. Primordial? Yeah, you know, dinosaur. Oh, okay. I'm thinking you get, you know, you get to live for 30 seconds as an amoeba and, you know, just figure out how that is. No, okay. Yeah, that would have to probably... That would probably have to be VR because then you wouldn't like recognize yourself. Right. But, uh, yeah. 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 That, uh, but I mean, well, I was, you know, dinosaur world. Again, that's kind of more like the West world because yeah. the dinosaurs would probably be uh, animatronic, well, animatronic, but robots. Robots acting like dinosaurs are supposed to act like, you know, and they would be programmed to, uh, to do things. And maybe you'd have to rescue some natives that were being threatened by them, you know. And, okay, uh, now didn't we have like about seven or eight movies to tell how <laughs> what happens when dinosaurs are brought back? I'm just throwing this out there. You know, right. I know the Termellern would do things like, okay, they are um, psychiatrically programmed not to attack guests who are, you know. Well, that's why I said robots. If they're yeah. robots, they're not going to they're not going to uh, suddenly go crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, they'd be organic robots, most likely, basic kind of like. Uh, you know, just like the Terminator, there'd probably be organic skin over top of uh, frames and things like that. Well, I thought that this was where they were showing off all of their biotech. No, they're, they're, like I said, they, they, they have biotech, but they're mostly trying to show off the real tech, the hard tech. Okay, see, I thought that this was, you know... Everything's biotech, and this is what we're doing. Okay, all right, got it. No, there's going yeah. to be a lot of biotech. I mean, they're going to be growing the environment. I, I can't imagine every every uh, rock and, and fern and thing like that and mushroom is going to be, uh, is, is going to be, you know, a robot. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they're going to grow the environment to for in which they're going to be having their little uh, movie, whatever you're going to yeah. be in it. You know, like I say, it's like Westworld. So, you know, some of it is real and some of it is robot. You know, and so yeah. I think there'll be a healthy mix of the mechanical and bio, uh, biological. Right, and and if you want, if you kill a, like a, a Dino, maybe you want to eat the Dino. So you're going to have to have some real Dino flesh in there somewhere. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So if it's a robot with like Dino flesh and something over top of it, then you can have both. You can have the Dino flesh and you still get the total control that you would have with uh, with a robot. Okay. okay. I want my daily dose of Dino DNA. Uh, and 
other things that are basically you just would never have a reason to ever find it. Like, you know, we talked about the uh, swimming in lava. You could also be swimming in liquid methane. That's uh, that's like negative 350 degrees. Sound great? Oh, oh. Yeah. My, my recent adventure uh, on Pluto... We had some fun with that. It was it was never it was never that liquid. The problem they had was is that they they walked through the portal and they didn't do anything to cool their footwear. So as soon as they stepped out onto the frozen methane, it turned liquid, and it became a giant slide. Ah, oh. <laughs> and if they fell down, they again more more stuff that hadn't been cooled. It, it's gonna melt, and they get to keep on sliding until they finally get to a to a low point. And that was uh, that was fun for me, but they 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 basically thought you know you suck. <laughs> it's not all about you, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 I, right, yeah, yeah. I said I kept telling you, and not only that, there were like six of them, and every single one came out and did the same thing. Not one of the metagames that said, you know, there's probably I probably should do something to cool. You know, one guy finally uh, uh, put a came out with a rope. And when he came out, he's like holding onto the rope and like slipping and sliding around until finally his his feet cooled down enough that he could he could step step aside and onto the crunchy ground and and walk on it like fro the frozen snow it was just methane that's all methane and hydrogen so uh, yeah it was uh, it was funny it was very funny uh, but yeah you could have that I mean worlds that. That people who live, you know, on a Tamelaran world would probably not experience, you know, uh, going around on a on a frozen world isn't normal for most people. Uh, likewise, um, a high sea adventure, you know, especially if you tried to recreate some of those ones from the historical Earth, where you could all be pirates, and you could all you could actually uh, actually run the ship, you know, and uh, play your part, and actually. Uh, Engage in you know uh, boarding, uh, you know an an, uh, an enemy ship. Of course, now if you're going to do that, then of course you know the enemy ship is probably going to be filled with robots, <laughs> so you can you know slay them <laughs> without you know killing other guests. I'm just I'm now seeing uh, like three or four Tamelerns all going yar, Arr! yeah, little Tamelerns, yar. <laughs> <laughs> You you can you can see the uh, oh gosh what are they um, the 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 six legged ones you know with a with that 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 uh, that do that do uh, uh, rag on his head and the eye patch <laughs> waving three scimitars on one side. <laughs> Jeez, <sighs> that. I, th that just makes me think that just needs to be an adventure all by itself. You've suddenly found yourself, you don't know how you got there, but you suddenly found yourself in the middle of a Tremelin pirate adventure. Yeah, why not? I mean, and, and they could because, you know, there, there are, since there are entertainment worlds, there exists for people to show up and get swept into them. You know, and if, and if, if the world is, is purpose built just to be that, then when you then it's going to be assumed that everybody who comes there knows, you know that that's what the adventure is, and you don't have barkers and things like that. You have people creating incidents to attract people's attention and get them to follow along and get on the boats and and um, you know and 
go off and fight pirates or whatever like that. Or maybe there's giant sea serpents and, and giant, you know, uh, robotic squid that come up and grab the ship like out of the Nautilus and they have to fight it or the ship's going to be pulled down and the ship almost gets pulled down, water sloshing in off the sides and stuff like that, you know. And of course, if anybody falls off, there's going to be friendly mer people to suddenly appear and help them. <laughs> you know, someplace safe. <laughs> so is the Sea of Thieves the, the world? What's that? Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, the theme park world. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's the point. I mean, and, and you, and, and by the way, this could be a lovely palate cleanser if you're if you've been like really putting them through the ringer for a lot, and you finally send them to one of these places, and and they and especially if they don't know uh, ahead of time what the world is like. So yeah. Uh, let's see. What else did I have? Well, and they're and they're done, and they get out and they go. Wait a minute, that was an amusement park. Yeah, <laughs> we almost died like fifteen times. Right, well, but did it's you? Especially <laughs> funny when they walk. They're 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 done with the big adventure and they're recuperating, and then they suddenly find themselves in the gift shop. Right. <laughs> yes. If you if you if you have to be rescued by the Miller and they drop you into the gift shop and you know into a day spa, <laughs> where they have the T-shirt that says. I swam through lava and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah. Of course, written in like Termeller Linear B. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, little, little bits of, uh, you know, in, in your own, in your own personally harvested geode based upon, you know, your own personal genetic code. <laughs> oh, man. You know, as, as the, ran God. from the random oh. seed. Yeah. I'm almost ready to go off on a tangent about Tremelin souvenirs from these theme parks. Well, you know, I, I that's one thing is I, uh, Tremelin artifacts, they're always saying we want them and stuff like that. You know, you imagine how there would be all these crazy Tremelin artifacts on this world. You know, what, I mean, what kind of, what, what, why don't you talk about that, uh, John? Uh, what kind of souvenirs do you think you'd get on a uh, place like this? Oh, wow. Okay, well... Beyond the obvious, you know, here's the highlights of your time with us. Well, that's the thing. Memory I think, crystal. Exactly. I think one of the things is you're going to get a memory crystal for, like, especially those thrill rides. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, so it's kind of like the pictures as you're going down exactly. the roller coaster where there are some pictures which we will not talk about here because children may be listening. Right. You know, but, you yeah, can, you no. Thank yourself it's some, in the privacy of your home. Well, well, again, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when I almost died going out into space? Yeah, good times. Yeah, good times. Um, but no, just yeah. Well, Jonathan, yeah, you were you were about to go on there, sir. Well, that was just the first thing that came to mind because it just, uh, well, I mean, because what else do you usually see in, in those? Like, you have the I imagine. Well, you're gonna have like the 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 kitschy stuff, like the the pins or the writing implements that are themed around the ride or the world. Laser pointers. Right, so in this case, you're you're going to have an infinite ink pen. Well, yeah, I guess infinite ink pen. Oh yeah, that has you know pirate land written on it, so it looks like a an a, a ain't you know not, no a no era. dude dude a quill. Yeah, that's what that's what they wrote. They wrote with the quill and the ink well, yeah. and you got the quill, and it just it manifests its own ink and never runs out. Exactly. Yeah. And then you stick it in your tricorn hat, and you're good to go. Yep. Yeah. Um. Infinite bottles of rum or simu simulated rum, depending. If oh, no, 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 no. If it's infinite, I want real rum. Just we're putting that. Well, out. if you're a minor. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, if you're a minor, you're you're getting you're getting yeah. You'll get like tropical juice. Yeah, you get tropical juice or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course the the bad, the the bad um like just t-shirts and hats. Yeah, I went swimming in lava and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, let's see. You got. I'm having to think about what all I can remember from seeing in these bad uh, gift shops. Well, oh uh, no, see, I'm just I'm just running through see, and I'm not bad, folks. Okay, you know I'm up in the Detroit area. In Sandusky, Ohio, is Cedar Point, one of the biggest roller coaster theme amusement parks in the country. It's about a two and a half hour trip for me, you know, down 75 and then on the turnpike, and I'm there. Is it? And I'm remembered like the smashed penny, um, you know, the the frontier pictures uh, or the Wild West pictures that are up in a. There's a little like country store up in Frankenmuth, Michigan, which that small town is fashioned after a Bavarian town. And they have the thing like the smash pennies and you get the Wild West pictures. I would imagine, you know, kind of like a memory crystal, but it'd be, you know, just a hologram you bring up. And, yeah, we were dressed up, you know, because we went on the Wild West planet or we went on the primordial planet. We were, you know, they, you know, and, and you get a memory crystal that. Or, oh, there were other, trying to remember all, it's been a while since I've been to a theme park, folks. Well, um, there's, there's the souvenir clothing, okay? Uh, the clo- any of the clothing that you wore, uh, you know, when you were on one of these rides or whatever, you know, uh, that was given to you to, to enhance the experience, you could probably take home with you. Uh, you know, 3D or even 4D versions of certain moments, um, you know, the show around, unlike a memory crystal, which is more of a personal thing. Well, um, I like the 4D because you can sit there and rewind it. Oh, yeah, here's what Joe threw up on the ride here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> can we just Nixon that 17 and a half seconds out of the, the crystal? Nope, well, it's you, there you for everybody. choose these moments. They could say, here's a list of 100 moments we think you might like to keep, and you get to go through and edit them out or edit them in. You know, you could say, ah, this, 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 I need more pratfalls. You know, I need more, you know, falling on my head. <laughs> or no, no, no. The line, Rick Moranis, go past this part. Matter of fact, never show this part again. He just goes back to drinking his coffee. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, no, but I, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, the kitschy stuff. I do like that where you'd have the, the suit that you swam around in lava in and, you know, you're digging through your wardrobe. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, wait a minute, we can use this. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot there. Yeah, get me the lava suit. Yeah. The what? <laughs> the hot lava suit. The the theme park, the lava suit. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine you know, if you talking to somebody says, "Yeah, I, I I swam in lava with this suit," and they're looking at it going, "You know you didn't." And yeah. He said, "Yeah, I did." He says, "It's like, you know what? It's it's like a jumpsuit." Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, huh? Yeah. So. Uh, of course, and then there's you know artwork by locals. Uh, there's um, you know, mug, oh dear God, caricatures. Yeah, mug, yeah, caricatures, mugs of various kinds, and of course, if there are any cute, cute little animals that are uh, uh, that are animatronic, they uh, are robotic. They might actually have living versions of them. 
to take home and and oh, use yeah. to have as a pet. Maybe not even animatronic. Maybe they might let you take home a like a full grown alien animal that's been you know grown bat grown. Yeah, hey, they've yeah. got whole worlds where they bat grown Miller. So yeah, honey, we have dinosaurs at home. <laughs> this is the fifth dinosaur you've brought home. You have, but Daddy, well, yeah, we're tired but, of taking care of them for you. Yes, and Listen. and toilet training the pterodactyl. I twisted my ankle running after it. We're not bringing home any more pterodactyls. That's right. I'm this just thinking of, of the petunias. I'm just Ooh. thinking of these theme park worlds. Like you, could, if you have a true Disney World where you have a world populated by sentient talking animals mm -hmm. yeah you can Why? take home your own little talking mouse yep it could be of any size it could be a, actually like a little mouse it could be a jiminy cricket you know yeah. somebody maybe your parents want you to have something that sits on your shoulder and and helps you make <laughs> good decisions <laughs> this would be the sneaky way of getting it getting it into the household without them saying oh you don't trust me do you exactly he says no. I I just think you. I think I think you're so cute playing with you know your your little Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yes. We 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 are in no way associated with uh, uh, Disney or any of its environs. And, no. Uh, no. No. Uh, and and our use oh, no. of it is not meant to in any way uh, uh, <laughs> infringe upon on, their properties. Their yeah. properties. Their intellectual or otherwise. So, we are uh, merely using them for sake of example. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, all right, so um, now one of the things I think you know um, I listed was impossible situations that you might run into. Uh, for example, was let's say you go to a world and they make duplicates of you and your buddies. Yeah, no, that's a hard pass for me. Not only because I don't want to deal with another wannabe, but neither does anybody else, and I've been told this for decades. No, I would just walk in, see myself, and go, okay, I see I've already been here, I'm gone. I'll be at the platform. Yeah. Why? Do any of you want two of me? <laughs> Where resounding no's come from the rest of the party. Well, no, I, I that, that, ooh. That'd be so weird. Yeah. But I can see the draw for it. Yeah, because it is something that's so impossible to to have. I mean, yeah, because normal, I mean, especially the Tamellern. What are the Tamellern super, super big about? Creativity. And Creating, yeah. That's their drive. Uniqueness. Yeah, intellectual property. Going and making a duplicate of somebody would be like really, really crossing a line. And of course, it has to. So be... I'd be looking to sue somebody, be like, no, no, okay, you'd have where? To do it with permission, you knew that this was going to happen when you went there. Of course, the adventurers don't know this. It's yeah, like if you go to this world, you know that they're going to make a duplicate of you, and that duplicate is going to have things done to them. And you, you know, and uh, you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, so yeah, you could theoretically see. I mean, that gets a little dark, but you could see yourself die or get injured. Oh, uh, these are your Halloween ride worlds. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, there could be some dark, scary worlds as well. I mean, that we we think of the Tabellarin as being also, you know. Uh, as you say, sunshine and lollipops. Yeah, yeah, but there's we've seen enough worlds where there's some scary stuff. So, uh, and the Tamellers, of course, being omni, you know, 
being all powerful and all, they might, you know, some stuff that we think is really, really scary might not be scary for them. So, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because remember, these guys live infinite. I mean, they they can either clone bodies or they just don't age. They can live, you know, like I said, my Tremellard NPC in my Thursday game, I have him at thirty over 3,500 years old. And I, I tell them, I'm still young. I'd probably be equivalent to a 30-year-old human. Yeah. And so their moralities, their ethics are different. One, duplicating somebody... I mean, they would have safeguards where, like, no, this is the beta. You are the alpha. You are the original. It is a duplicate. There are parameters which it cannot do. It's not going to leave, you know, and leave you behind here. But for all intents and purposes, this is you. And, yeah, people from Earth Prime or whatever, they would just be, like, they'd, they'd be stunned. It's because of that very different morality and ethical standpoint that Tremelin and other long-lived races would have. Yeah, interacting with yourself, yeah, there, there, there's and so you find the narcissist in the party, it's like, no, 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 just get these two away from each other, they'll be talking for for months, no. <laughs> I'm just imagining... They, they might get a room together. I See, I didn't want to go there, I get... You know, I'm trying to keep this safe. I am. Children. I am too. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. They get it. They play Parcheesi all all week long. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. finish no, each no, other's I'm sentences. Gonna... They they all yeah. know the same songs. You know, they can do a duet playing the same instruments or multiple instruments. In the case of Demeller, it would not surprise me that they would know how to play multiple instruments. So you could you could do that with, and you could rift off each other. I mean, you know, no, being with somebody that you literally know as as well as you know yourself prevents provides some opportunities for some some uh, synergy. The, you know, but at the end of the day, of course, you're not going to want to bring that person home because yeah, I'm know, remind I'm reminded of the two instances. When Crichton got twinned in Farscape mm -hmm. and the ganger episode in Series 5, The 11th Doctor, where the yeah. two Matt Smiths were playing off each other. That would be the type of stuff, finishing each other's sentences, complimenting each other, and just, I, I love it. Amy's like, really? <laughs> just, and meanwhile, you got the two Crichtons fighting over Aaron. Yeah, it just, yeah, I could see just, if you could role play it, if you could... And and this would be an advanced GM type thing because you would have to know. It's almost like you'd have to adopt the mindset of your player as the character. So if I were running this, I would have to sit there. Okay, how would let's say Jeff DeRef be playing this character and then play this character against him? Right. That's that's some advanced GM stuff there. That's that next level right. game mastery. And, and, yeah. and you basically just brought up another thing that would be impossible, especially within their culture, but they might do as an entertainment body swap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the character over to your right. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't work right now because I'm doing all virtual, you know, Skype and Discord gaming. But when we get back to the in, the IRL gaming, oh, yeah. Hand, hand your character sheet to the right. Yeah, you're now in their body. The only things that are different are intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Excuse me. Those are still yours. You can write them in on the side. Yeah, but agility, but now agility you're act, yeah. and, and strength 
and uh, and Khan, Khan. That's all Khan, them. That's all them, right? All yeah. your physical stats yeah. are different now, but your mental stats can carry over. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, and some of your attributes. Well, it it just yeah, and I could see all of a sudden, yeah, you know, the, the 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 guy hand it's woman next to him and what? <laughs> yeah. And then it's the Farscape body switch episode where right. <laughs> guys, they're right here. Yeah. You do anything to my body, Crichton, I will break your legs. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, you know, but uh, I would think that, again, that, that's where you'd probably put an age limit on it, you know, and then be like, no, no, nobody would do something like that because it would be beneath them. But uh, I'm just saying, is, but you could also put yourself, let's say, you could put yourself into a kaiju. I'm now a kaiju. I feel yeah. like Kaiju. There's a building. Oh, no. I need to destroy oh. that building. Oh, there's another Kaiju. Oh, yes. Let's go, Kaiju. <laughs> and you're literally doing it. And, of course, the, 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 the buildings are full of robot people, and, you know, and, and uh, there's jet planes coming down and firing on you and stuff. And, and, uh, and it might even hurt, you know, uh, to a certain point. And, uh, you know, uh, but ultimately it was all over your back in your original body. And, and, and like I said, this is where it's like you could already do that in VR. OK, but there'd have to be something that, you know, uh, that would really you sell it, you know, in um, there'd have to be some surprises that you come up with. Oh, with I could already see how that would mess with people's heads. You're there. You get in a kaiju. First of all, your perspective is all out of whack. All of a sudden, you're looking down. You're not looking down, let's say, you know, me, 5'7". I'm not looking down at my feet, and I'm 5'7". I'm looking down at my feet, and I'm like 100 feet tall. That would seriously, and probably my first couple steps, this kaiju would be doing a face plant. Mm -hmm. And then after an hour of, you know, fighting jets and helicopters and stopping on towns, you get back into that 5'7 body, and then again, you're tripping all over. It's like, I, I yeah, I'm so back. Oh. In Agile. Yeah, because, yeah. Because even yeah. with the super science that they have in order to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to allow a body to be that big, you know, and still operate, you know, because the old inverse square law is yeah, yeah. still going to be pretty, pretty ponderous. You know, they're not going to be hopping around like uh, King Kong uh, versus Godzilla. Godzilla always was ponderous, okay? King Kong yeah. seemed really agile uh, some of the time. I got to see that. I got to see that movie yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he jumps around a lot. So uh, it's, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, it's, which I think is, you know, it's, it's fun. It's in the movie, you know, basically check your brain at the door. You know. Right. Yeah. That's what, uh, and I'm not bad mouthing kaiju fans out there. I've got friends who are just, matter of fact, a buddy of mine, my bestie's former bestie, and we're all still friends. He goes by Zilla fan. So, but yeah, kaiju movies are usually just you know turn the brain off and enjoy the ride. Yeah, right. I'm. Yeah, right. But yeah. but yeah, still with downloading your brain or transferring it to a different size body. I've even seen this in game rules. You're going to have period of adjustment. And then when you go back, they may even have like a, um, I mean, they'll give you the period adjustment, then you wake up and you're fine. And of course, the Termellon can probably also dilate time. So, you know, for you, yeah, I just woke up and okay, I'm in this kaiju body and I'm ready to go. Right. No, they put you in a time dilated where you're like, for a couple of weeks, you were getting used to being in the body. 
And then they do the same thing when you're back down in human form again. To, otherwise, you, you keep trying to move that tail that doesn't exist. Right, exactly. It, you, they would they, For you to get the brain back into, yeah. Of course, there's they, a solution the, for that, you know. They can, mm. they can graft a, a tail on you. No, 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 no. That. We're not doing the, we're not doing the Krelvin thing where you want a genetic. Ooh, oh, I just found another um a way to do something like this. You got duplication. You got brain transfer. Do you remember? Okay, Bruce and Jonathan. Depend depends on how deep you've read FTL. How the Krelvin would do the skin suits and just grow them over you. So you were still human, but. You could look through, you know, the eyes of another thing. Obviously, well, I don't know. You could do it with the bigger things, too. You're just moving around and, you know, you're moving the arms and the legs. You're moving kind of in this, you know, gel pocket. So you're kind of riding like a flesh mech. But, yeah, oh, okay, something like yeah. that. Yeah, like that. Like that little guy inside the head in um, uh, Men in Black. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. maybe maybe it's like an anime where you had the giant mix and you had to pull levers and things like that to make it move. So it's it's not, you know, so you really are in there and you have this disconnect going on so that, you know, it's, again, still part of the ride and all that, but you uh, they do some assistance to you, but you still, you know, feel the separation so you don't feel like you're in VR. yeah. Yeah. But but still I I thought about that the 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 skin suits where they just sort of you push a button and just you get sprayed you know you're like okay I want this race you know this you know and all these things you hit the button it just sort of sprays you with goo and you look in a mirror and you're now this other race. Right. As long as it's bigger than you. <laughs> or it could be a form fitting one where it just changes the surface features and yeah, you're moving around and you're in, you know, a, a six foot body and you may be like five seven. Yeah, it's again, it's like the it's like the Terminator. Okay. Yeah. You you, you basically have a a bodysuit over top of some internal. It could be your own body or it could be, you know, a a, a, a the a endoskeleton, robot, yeah, robotic skeleton is what I. Would yeah. Say. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.